Alberta Beef Producers is looking for the next provincial representative to the Canadian Cattle Youth Council. Apply today for the chance to represent Alberta cattle producers on a national and international level. Improve your resume with learning opportunities like board governance and media training. Expand your network in the industry and learn about the many ways you can get involved now and in the future. Nominees must be between the ages of 18 and 40 and an eligible cattle producer in Alberta. Applications close May 17, 2024. You can learn more by going to abpdaily.com. We're here at the Canadian Beef Industry Conference. I'm Piper Whalen with Alberta Beef Producers, and today I'm joined by Anessa Good, Business Advisor with FCC. Thank you for joining us today, Anessa. Thank you so much, Piper. So what do you do with FCC? Uh, So in the advisory services role, I'm excited to announce that we are now rolled out nationally, uh, the business advisors. And what we do is uh, we work in the pre-transition spot. So Regardless if you are an FCC customer or not, um, you can contact your local FCC office. It is our mandate to work with Canadian farm families and help them start uh, their transition journey. Wonderful. Great to hear that that's now available nationally. Mm -hmm. So you were speaking at the conference today. What did we miss? Yeah, no, it was a a great opportunity today to be in front of the Canadian cattle industry. And, you know, definitely what we talked about was, um, you know, what are some aspects to consider in your transition plan? We talked about some considerations of how your business structure um, can help support you meet your day-to-day objectives and really the family dynamics and how that plays into that. Um, And then we also spent some time on um, compensation Um, for the junior and senior generation. Wonderful. So much good information to consider. So as part of your presentation, you spoke about the aspects of a full transition plan and you had five pillars. Would you be able to take us through them? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, um, you know, giving a shout out to my Ontario colleague, Andrea DeGroote. Um, I really like how she kind of laid out these pillars and that's what we talked about today. So often when I'm working with farm families, they say, okay, Anessa, I need a plan, right? Like we need to create this transition plan. And the first thing I like to do is slow down and say, okay, whoa, whoa, like first let's talk about what needs to be considered in the plan. So first off, um, I think first and foremost is the business plan. Um, You know, this is not under the idea of it's a new project or we're applying for a loan. It's really starting to understand how the business plan, identifying current and future goals for the business and the family. Um, I always say math helps remove emotion. Right, Piper, we know how emotional um, transition planning can be. So what is financially feasible for your family and operation? And then really figuring out proactively those pieces we talked about today of retirement income um, for the senior generation and also how the estate plan um, affects the business viability. Second pillar, uh, management plan. Um, You know, this is really uh, an evolution of transition planning that we are looking at this beyond simply the transfer of assets, right? Um, So I always say, how are we setting the successors up for success? So identifying roles and responsibilities um, and really transitioning that management and that tacit knowledge, right? That's the hardest part. Um, But really empowering junior generations, um, you know, in FCC language to become future CEOs of their business. Nice. Yeah. The third pillar, um, you know, we definitely talked about and I spent some time on is compensation. 
Um, so, you know, retirement income now and in the future for the senior generation and, you know, especially compensation for the junior generation. Um, you know, we talked about if you have uh, multiple siblings coming home to work together, this one is a very important topic to ad address. Um, and then, you know, personal expenditures. This is a big one too. Right. Uh, the fourth pillar, tax management. So as we all know in agriculture, probably one of the most uh, important pillars to be as efficient and effective as we can be. Do you have the right people on your technical team to support you through the tax strategies um, and picking the, the best plan for your family? But we also spent some time and talked about and said, in that proactive planning with our trusted advisors, um, you know, the best efficient tax plan, making sure does it also match our family's goals and objectives. So um, if we need to adjust the plan a little bit and potentially pay a little bit more tax, but it hits all those goals and objectives, is that the best choice, right? So really working with your advisors of what they advise. And the last pillar, probably the most important pillar, and the, uh, the most difficult, I would say, is execution, right? Um, execution and actual implementation. So we're all really good about talking and talking and talking about these things, but actually creating working instructions to action the plan for the four previous pillars. And again, what we spent some time on and I'm really passionate about is who's going to lead those different pillars, right? Um, obviously, if there is different people, we all have to be working together and communicating because they're dependent on each other. Um, but this doesn't all have to fall on one person. It can't. We need our technical advisors as well as family. And lastly, um, talking about the time frame for each stage of execution. I think that's really important. Wonderful. This is all excellent information to consider. So how often should families have transition plan meetings? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think I might scale it back a little bit and just talk about, you know, meetings and communication to start. I think um, it's a very counterintuitive, right? Like we're family, we talk all the time. If we're in an intergenerational operation, like, you know, we're having lunch over at mom and dad's or whatever. But I think the, the key point there is intentional communication. Um, so, you know, we're all really good at day-to-day -day communication. I still think we can be more clarity about that which would help with a lot of the frustration or confusion between family members um, with weekly meetings on kind of day-to-day -day operational tasks um, if you don't like the word meeting like some people just kind of have their backup about meeting you know pick a different word we're going to hang out and talk about um, these intentional things uh, I think kind of monthly um, or quarterly however your family wants to look at it that way I think that's a great opportunity for us to do more of that, like business planning, projecting, forecasting, um, assessing where we're currently at, where we want to go. But for the transition that you're talking about, I think that's why I wanted to start with those other ones because then it makes the transition meeting um, much more impactful, I believe, is, you know, twice a year or once a year, um, really setting the stage to have an intentional meeting to sit down with the family and talk about okay, we're going to talk about compensation. We're going to talk about transfer. Um, if you guys are at that stage of assets, certainly transfer of management, roles and responsibilities, um, you know, really setting out those expectations because I think that's the biggest thing is we don't clearly communicate our expectations on both sides. Absolutely. And you see that come up so often within agricultural families and our businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's really an opportunity, um, kind of like what we talked about today in the presentation, 
um, some other of some other presentations talked on it. So it was a great um, build on to this presentation that I always encourage families to start that meeting with everyone goes around the table and shares the best thing that happened that year, like what went right, because I think that then sets the stage for us to certainly, um, you know, uh, like it was talked about, it kind of changes the brains and our chemicals and we all sh- chemicals in our brain. There we go. We all show up a little differently. And I think, um, uh, again, it's very kind of feels awkward for family, but to have an intentional meeting and stay on track. Cause that's why we kind of quit having meetings, right. As they last hours or we get frustrated or somebody fights and walks out or whatever. Um, really big promoter for these more formal meetings of having an agenda. Mm-hmm. And we know everybody brings, you know, one topic they want to talk about. So we can kind of try to stay on track and, you know, going back to our good old 4-H days and things like that. <laughs> Wonderful. So where can producers find more tools and advice on transition planning or any of these topics we discussed today? Yeah, absolutely. There is, um, you know, on FCC's website, so FCC.ca, um, under their knowledge um, umbrella, there's so much information available. Um, FCC also has, you know, podcasts. We have a YouTube channel that... Um, you know, I think has really good little short videos on a lot of aspects of transition planning. We just completed a nine-step series for transition planning, so that's also on our YouTube channel. Um, and I also encourage, you know, there's there's so many other organizations and resources out there um, that it's finding the time, right? Like, we're all so busy. We're running in a million directions, specifically the cattle industry. Labor is such a, a time-consuming piece, but again... This is where I really go back and say from the senior generation, if we don't take the time for this, are we setting the junior generation up for success? Will they have a viable business and or be able to handle the responsibilities and the management? And from the junior generation's perspective, you know, if you're not um, being empowered with this and trying to understand and be able to um, assess what you can afford and what this plan looks like in your future. Um, You know, it's not really a risk management we can avoid. Absolutely. So much good information to consider and so many resources available for us once we are able to bring our families together and work on this proactively, as you said. Yeah. If we're proactive, it's not personal. When we wait to react to a situation, now it feels very personal. So true. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anessa. Thank you, Piper. 